as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 84, and I hope everyone is doing well as we close out the latest adventure, Siren's Prize. And also, um, we have the conclusion of the mystery, which has been completely solved. And we'll talk about both of those, as I've now been able to play through both of them. Uh, and my thoughts on them, I, I think some people are going to expect some um, rather harsh critiques on them. Uh, you might be surprised, but you also might not be, be surprised. You'll have to find out as this episode continues, but I hope everyone's doing well. We're coming to the close of September and the spoopy, the spoopy time of Halloween in October is right on the horizon. And Sea of Thieves is doing a whole bunch of stuff right now going into um, the the first part of October with Twitch drops. We've got um, their, their one-day, 24-hour uh, Sea of Thieves shot contest that's going on right now. So we'll dive into a lot of that in the news. Um, but first, as always, I want to thank the Patreon, the glorious patrons who continue to support the content, specifically this podcast. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to Scamelt666 Lane and Regis Stella. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued support of my content. Um, and again, if you would like to join the Patreon, if you would like to support the content financially as low as a dollar a month and get your name read off here and on the YouTube credits, please go over to patreon.com slash TV. Even at $1 a month, you will always receive Pirate Talk Radio before everyone else. Sometimes it could be a day. Sometimes it could be multiple days. It just depends on the recording schedule that I have time for with the uh, normal life. Plus, depending on your, um, your tier that you select, um, you can also get some really cool merch. I know some folks are going to get some Christmas cards from me this year. So there you go. Um, or holiday cards, if you will. They'll probably be holiday cards because I don't know what everyone's religion is and I'm not a religious person. So they'll probably be some sort of fun piratey uh, uh, holiday cards. But there you go. So thank you again to the patrons. I appreciate your ongoing love and support of the content. So let's dive into the news. Uh, so lots of cool things going on right now for the community to take part in. Obviously, they do the Sea of Thieves shot contest, which gives you the ability to get the fancy little hat uh, or the sails, depending on you know the, the the particular contest going on. I can't can't remember. I think the shot contest is for the sails, uh, and then the hat is for um, when you get nominated and stuff on Twitter and things like that. Um, but part of the hat is also they've added to that, and there are now gloves that you can get. And um, what you can do now is follow Sea of Thieves on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I don't know if they're doing anything on the Tiki Talks. Um, on the Facebook page, I believe they, they released that. But basically what it is is they're doing these 24-hour uh, picture contests. They've got things like... Um 
put on your best outfit and look like a captain. Or the next one was um, gold and and they've had some cosplay stuff. Um, so really giving you the opportunity to dive into to the game, get really creative uh, with your pirate's outfit and potentially get some really limited edition and rare cosmetics, um, which are gloves which match the special fancy hat uh, that some people get uh, for their, their content out there as well. So um, I think a lot of the themes and things uh, were pretty much last week leading up to EGX. Um, I don't know how many more of them they're going to do uh, before October, uh, but keep your eyes on the Sea of Thieves social media if you would like your chance to take a cool picture and uh, put it up on the internet and uh, potentially get yourself some nice uh, fancy gloves. Um, make sure, though, you read the rules. I was uh, looking at many of the submissions um, that were coming through on the Twitter accounts because I always love people's uh, screenshots. Uh, that they have and, and the creative little things that they do to their pirates. Um, and I've read the rules. I read them when they first uh, announced that they were going to be doing this. And I was watching the pictures come in and there were several people who had really cool pictures, but unfortunately did not follow the rules as far as the background um, and things like that. So make sure whenever you're uh, submitting your really cool uh, Sea of Thieves uh, pirate captain or boat or whatever the, the theme may be, make sure you're following the rules because if you're not following the rules, there's a good chance your picture of could be the best pictures out there is not going to be selected. So make sure you click that link, um, go to the Sea of Thieves website and make sure you're checking out the rules um, so that you have the best chance to get the cool pair of gloves. And I think each theme um, has uh, three pairs of gloves. So um, not just uh, one hat or one sail or whatever, three pairs of gloves per theme. So they're giving out quite a few of the gloves. The other thing in the news coming up here is Twitch drops. Again, I try to announce ahead of time if I know Twitch drops are coming. Um, so the Twitch drops will be coming at the end of this current week. They will start on September 30th and go all the way to October 4th. Um, and the items you will get this time are the Eastern Winds Compass, Fishing Rod, Pocket Watch, and Spyglass. Um, so make sure you check those out again, because of the Twitch drops change. If you're not familiar with it, you do need to watch one hour, uh, per drop and you must claim the drop, um, before you can get your one hour progress on the next drop. Again, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm okay with the hour. I personally think Twitch needs to change their Twitch drop system, but that's beside the point. Rare can't control that. Um, but make sure you're claiming your drop because it's not just, um, you you don't just get to sit there and 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 watch uh four hours of content and automatically get your drop. If you don't claim the first drop, you could watch another three hours of content and still only get one drop. So make sure you're, you're claiming it. However, the nice part about this new way of doing um, the Twitch drops is you don't have to watch every single day. If you have one of those days between the 30th and the 4th uh, that you have free and you can spend some time uh, lurking or watching some uh, partnered content creators, um, you can get them all done in a day instead of having to make sure that you're available um, every single day to claim the the drops after 30 minutes. So I think part of the, I, I think Sea of Thieves made the right decision here. Again, I, I, I've said that uh, before. I know not everyone is happy that they have to do an hour per drop, um, but I personally think being able to knock it out all in one day is a much better deal uh, for the community and the players uh, than the old, well, you've got to sit there 
every day to do it. And some people are like, yeah, but you've got your mobile phone and you've got this and you've got that. Well, here's the thing, uh, especially in the line of work that uh, that I'm in in retail, I'm building stores in places that do not have cell phone coverage. I'm just going to let you know there are places in the United States that we are building retail stores that have zero uh, ISP via cell phone towers. So telling me that everyone should be able to get on their mobile device, no matter where they are and gain access to Twitch and get these drops is just not the case. So, um, it's just, it's just not possible. I, I, I can tell you that for a fact, because I deal with it every single day, trying to get creative, to get internet locations to my, uh, my retail locations and my daytime job. So there you go. Um, that is not a very good excuse. Um, So giving the people the ability uh, to really uh, plan their time out and um, and and all that stuff, I think, is a a really good idea. So we talked last week or I talked last week um, about my predictions uh, with uh, Sirens Prize. Now, Sirens Prize, the trailer had launched when I I did the uh, my speculations. The event was actually out before the podcast came out. So many of you already knew what was going to happen. Um, however, I don't like going over my particular l- review of any sort of event that's in the game until the time that the event is close to or over, because there are some players who don't get to play right off the bat. Some players who have to wait till the end based on their daily schedules, and they don't get the opportunity to play through these on, you know, they might listen to the podcast on their way to work or at work or, or while they're doing something, but don't have the time to play. So I don't like to, to, to give the reviews of the, the things too early because I want every everyone to have the ability spoiler free, uh, to take part in this. I believe at this point, the adventure is either closed or close, close to being closed. Um, now from my understanding, the mystery is going to remain in the game for the foreseeable future. I don't know how long, um, but the mystery has also been solved. And we're going to talk about both of those, um, because I did do them, uh, live on stream on community day. I did the, um, Community Day, I did the adventure solo, I might add. I did the adventure solo on Community Day. Uh, That way I could uh, kind of uh, play and see how a solo player would approach that and and, and see how a solo player uh, would, uh, basically the experience a solo player would have. Now, mind you, I will still say this. None of my captain ships have any milestones. I did a normal ship, not a captain ship. Um, And again, I am going to stand by my uh, laurels on this. And until Rare uh, fixes uh, what I view as a flawed captain system where my log book is not something that I can hide and keep safe from other players. And whenever my play, whenever I log out, my bo- book just floats there for someone to pick up and read and, and potentially uh, sell. Uh, I'm going to continue to not play any of my captain ships. Um, so there you go. Now, some people I've talked to say that's a really stupid, stupid thing because I'm just punishing myself, but I'm really not. Um, I don't think Captain C is a very good update. I think they they missed the ball on the entire concept of Captain C and what the community actually wanted in this update. And then they gave us this half-baked solution, but we'll talk about my feedback on that as we get closer to Season 8. Uh, we'll kind of do a review and, and look where it lines up um, overall in the the, the larger picture of all the, the seasons, we'll see where it kind of lines up. Um, but 
I did it on a normal ship, not a captain ship. So anyone out there is like, oh my God, Davram broke his thing and he's playing on his captain ship. No, I did not. I played on a normal ship. Uh, I just rolled a normal sloop and I did not um, touch my captain ship. So they are all still at zero. Whenever I log into um, play on stream, um, I always pull that up. So everyone who's in the stream can see that all of my ships are still at zero. Now my pirate milestone, I can't control. That thing's out of control. It's like probably 250 or close to 300 right now in the milestones. I can't control that because I play with a lot of people and I always make sure they're on their captain ship so they get credit. Uh, but for me, my captain uh, um, ship is all of them are still at zero and my pirate is a ridiculous milestone level at this point or what I view as a ridiculous milestone level at this point. I'm sure for some people, 250, 300 is not that high of a milestone. Um, I, I have no idea uh, what the, what like, the top people are right now with milestones. I'm sure they're ridiculously high. Speaking of milestones, if you are watching on the YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, ring the little bell. If you're not listening to this or watching this on YouTube, please go over to YouTube and find pirate talk radio, hit that subscribe button, uh, ring the little bell on the episode and in the comment section, please let me know what your current Pirate milestone is not the ship milestone. Don't care about that. I think it's broken and stupid anyways. Tell me your pirate milestone. I would like to know what people's uh, count is and maybe I'll can compare where, where I am compared to everyone else. So, um, there you go. So let's start with the adventure, the time limit adventure, two week, um, adventure. Um, I, I mentioned, uh, on the last episode that I was not pleased, uh, with the trailer. I thought it was artistically good. I thought it kind of had some comedy and some fun, uh, with Shelly and the books. Uh, it was really nice taking place in uh, liars backbone there at the heart of fire. You had bell there. Uh, but it was a little cryptic. Um, I think they could have made it a little bit more. They could have kept some, some mystery to it. Uh, but gave us a little bit more um, and kind of gave us an idea of what we are doing because it gave us nothing. It just said we have to find allies under the water and something about resurrection. It really was not... It didn't get me hyped like some of the other adventures did. The War on Golden Sands, great hype video. Knew what, had an idea of what was coming, great hype video. Even the Shrouded Deep, which was, again, those two were not executed well. I had a feeling, I, I kind of knew what was going on. We were going to have to fight the Pale One, the Shrouded Ghost. It had a good hype to it, right? Um, when when Flameheart captured the people of Golden Sands into the, the Spanish force, had a good hype video to it. Had a good, uh, good thing there. Merrick, uh, when he was... Uh, when he was killed and captured and stuff like that. Good hype video. Good uh, good thing to get you excited for it. There was nothing in this trailer that got me excited for it. So I was curious of how, since they didn't have a lot of stuff in the trailer to get me excited for it, how when I logged in for the first time, were they going to get me excited to play this adventure, right? It's time limited, so obviously most people are going to be doing it because there's always time limited cosmetics and stuff attached to it, but how were they going to get me excited as a player to play it. Time limited does not get me excited to play something. You can put time limited on anything and it doesn't get me excited to play it. How were you going to engage me and get me excited to play? I was going to do it regardless because one, I am a completionist and want 
you know, all the nice little um, um, mementos, uh, the title and the sales. Um, but I also would like to be hyped up for it. I want to be excited to play it um, when I first log in. And to be honest, I was just as disappointed in what I logged into as I was with the trailer. You log in, you have the little note, which again, I love the note system to kind of direct new players or returning players to what they should do when they first log in. The new note directed me to a Lorena, which is kind of normal. And honestly, I didn't get a whole lot from a Lorena. Lorena basically said, Hey, go to plunder Valley. And, and that was it. Like go to plunder Valley. That was it. Just get out and go to plunder Valley. What? Just like in the trailer, there was no real hype there. It was just get out and go to plunder Valley. Uh, okay. Get in my ship, drop my sail, go to plunder Valley. When you get to Blunder Valley, you find Bell and two ancients there. Now, originally, when I saw this, I thought the two ancients were not corporeal, were not ghosts. But if you walk through them, they do become ghostly. So they are, they're not actually there. They are ghosts. Um, and I also noticed um, if you explore Plunder Valley a little bit, um, you will see Reaper birds. Um, the reaper, uh, 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 pet that you can get, but they're in ghost form. Like we've seen in other adventures when the servant of flame is spying on us, they're up on in the trees and they're up on the mast at the shipwreck and things like that. They are, they are basically spying on bell and spying on us to figure out what we're doing. Um, and I thought that was a nice little touch. And when I did this on stream, most people, cause I noticed them because I love the little reaper bird. Um, I, I noticed it and I mentioned it and people on stream. And we're like, I didn't notice that. That's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. So I thought that was a nice little touch. And again, a nice little Easter egg. If you looked around instead of just, you know, plowing through everything, you actually took a peek around, you would notice the Reaper bird. So you talk to Bell and yet again, you don't get a lot of hype here. Uh, basically, Bell said, we're searching for stuff. We're searching for three items, which can only, which, which were basically locked away in the sunken kingdom. Um, and she says that you have three of the, of the sunken kingdom, um, um, puzzle bases, whatever you want to call them. I can't remember off the shrines. There we go. You have three shrines that you have to do. And each of those shrines, uh, contains a special item. Um, it was like, I, I don't remember the, the dreams, the memory and you know, as memory tears. I don't, I don't remember the actual things. So you need to go out and you need to, uh, do these particular shrines, which you know how I feel about shrines, um, and get these items. Okay, so again, what am I hyped up about? We talked about in the trailer a resurrection. Lorena gives us nothing. And then Belgium basically says, hey, go do these three shrines. It, it's There's not a lot of substance here. It's just go here. It, it feels to me like World of Warcraft, which was something with World of Warcraft that always bothered me with the quest. It's like, oh, go here. Talk to them. Oh, okay. You talk to them. Good. Now go here. Okay. Now go here. Now go here. There's no hype. There's no excitement. Why am I doing this? Right. And this, to me, this adventure felt more like how the mystery should play out than it did the adventure. I feel like the adventure should be very tall tale, like very story driven, right? Like shrouded deep, even though I didn't like that adventure because of the RNG, there was good story elements that hyped you up and guided you along the story that you were going to take part in. Um, 
when you have the Merrick thing, even though the Hunter's Cry was not a good adventure because of a variety of different things, it had a story element. The Pirate Lord kind of directed you through it. You got hyped up because you're going through the portal, you're going to be fighting the Dark Brother, and you're going to be saving Merrick. There was a hype-up element. This felt more like a mystery than it did an adventure. It didn't have that hype-up element. It was go here, talk to this person. Oh, now you're here. Okay, go here, do these things, get this stuff, come back and talk to me. It was very cryptic and very mystery-like. I feel like this is how maybe the mystery should have been in-game, um, should have kind of uh, worked a little bit. Now, I understand with the mystery, they wanted it to be more of a multi-platform transmedia style of, of deployment, which I think we'll talk about that in a minute, but I think they did an, an okay job with their original goal. I just think it was poorly executed overall as far as the timeline, but I think they could have used something like this where it's, I'm go here and talk to this person. They might give you more information. Then I'll go here and talk to this person. I think that is more of something in game that the mystery could have benefited from more of those. Um, and this just on the adventure, I was not excited to do this adventure at this point. I was setting sail and though take the sun, kingdom out of it if i had to go to skeleton um, forts or i had to go to liar's backbone or i had to go to molten sands fortress or whatever the case may be i still wouldn't have been excited about it now you add the the sunken kingdom in there and i'm extra not excited about it because the sunken kingdom is dog shit it's 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 an awful update um and the worst part was rare has admitted multiple times that they needed to take some learnings from Pirate's Life, Tall Tale 2, and the Sunken Kingdom update and make some changes so all players on the crew could take part in it without fear of losing their ship. And solo players would not have fear of going down and doing the content and coming back and their ship is gone. Well, they didn't learn anything from that and they definitely did not make any changes to it, even though they said they're going to take learnings from it. Um, it's just another example of Rare saying one thing, but doing what they've always done, what they want, which is not necessarily what the players want. Now, was there a lot of negative feedback around this one as there was a hunter's cry? No. Um, it was a little bit easier to navigate as far as if you were trying to avoid PVP and do adventures because you had three options that you could go to, right? You had three different options of places. Um, so you could, you could plan your course watch the horizon and avoid places with PVP. And if you're good at doing the sunken kingdom stuff, you could get down and get out pretty quickly. But still, just an overall poor experience, especially for players like me who really value their boat, which is what you should do as a true pirate. So we get I get to the first one, get down into the 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 sunken kingdom, and mind you, it took me four hours to do the entire adventure. And I don't think that is a fair assessment of how hard or how long the adventure is. I'll be quite honest with you, I've not done the sunken kingdom. I have not done it unless rare has forced me into the sunken kingdom for something um, that is limited time or something like that. I have not done the sunken kingdom. Yes, I have my coral curse, but I had someone who loved doing the sunken kingdom do it. And then I just came down and claimed the coral curse and went back up. I do not like the concept of leaving my boat unattended and out of sight. So therefore I have not done the sunken kingdom until there is a way for me to do it 
without worrying about my boat, um, which there won't be because that's how it was designed. It was designed like this. And regardless if I don't like it or not, rare is clearly not going to change the fact that I have to abandon my boat in order to do the content. You can do forts and fort of the damned and, and, um, ashen winds. And you can do all of these and keep your boat in sight in case you need to do something. Sunken kingdom is the only thing where you have to truly abandon your boat in order to do the content. And it's just not good. It's just not good. Now the sunken kingdom itself and all three of the uh, shrines I went to, some of them, most of them for the first time, I think all three of them for the first time are absolutely gorgeous. The glowing coral and the, um, the, the infrastructure inside of them are absolutely breathtaking. Kudos to the art team and the, and the geometry team to build these absolutely fantastic, um, undersea superstructures uh for players to uh navigate the parkour was not that bad i am not good at parkour um and the puzzles weren't horrible as well um pretty uh self-explanatory so the overall experience that i had down there was a positive one except for the anxiety that my ship was going to be sunk when i got back up there so, but again, that's just the sunken kingdom. Um, and I loved the, and again, I know there was a lot of memes and jokes about it because it is just a pretty much a reused, uh, model. It was just hit with a shrink machine. I love the baby, uh, a, a tribute chest. Okay. The little tribute chest that you're trying to get a hold of in order to, um, um, give it to the ancients to, progress the, the, the entire story, right? That that's what your objective is, is to get this baby tribute chest, which contains one of the relics you're searching, um, for. And I love the design of it. I know there were all, again, there were a lot of memes out there of these particular chests, because again, they're just tiny versions. They were reused models. I get it, but I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I, I thought they were adorable. I thought they were absolutely adorable. Now, what I will say that I did not expect, and I think the true highlight of this entire adventure was the lore drops. So if you looked at your deeds, each of the shrines contained five runes that you also had to find in order to complete the entire adventure in total. Now, during my stream on Community Day, when I was actually doing those, I read each and every one live on stream. Um, so people who might not, who maybe just rushed through it could actually uh, enjoy it. And of course I love doing voices and things like that. And what was awesome about this is though we haven't had any hype, though I wasn't hyped about it, when I got to the first shrine and actually started to dive into the shrine and actually started to read these runes, the more runes I, I read, the more hyped I got. This was like a building hype. This was not, I'm excited at the very beginning because I have a feeling I know what I'm going to see or I have an idea of what I'm going to do. It was like this building hype. Every single rune page I read read was awesome. And what I loved about it was it took themes that we've heard of and that we've learned about throughout the time of playing Sea of Thieves, and it started to connect them. I've said this multiple times that Sea of Thieves is the master of leaving little breadcrumbs as they tell their story. And eventually they will come back to those breadcrumbs and they will connect the dots to give you the full picture. And this 
was a connecting of the dots adventure. We started to learn more about the ancients. We started to learn the story of when they came and why they came to the sea of thieves. And we started to learn the story between the ancients and the, uh, the merfolk at the time before they became, became the sirens. And we started to learn about the great warrior. Now there are multiple great warriors as it's been, um, painted, um, for us in several different stories, but there is a great warrior that we learned about in the tall tale of, um, of the stars of a thief where we actually have the warrior is up in the thing and you do the different, um, um, puzzles for the different, um, um, gold hoard, uh, the, the gold vaults and also on the shores of gold, you always hear about the warrior. Now that's the great warrior we're dealing with, with these room pages. And what we learn is that this idea of resurrection that bell has talked to us about in the trailer that I thought maybe was the resurrection challenge. It was more so we are resurrecting and returning this great warrior who has been bound to these three items which are located in the sunken kingdom. So that is what's in the small tribute chest that you get are relics or bits of this great warrior that are all bound together. Um, and if we free them all kind of like we did with the skull of Flameheart to release him into the sky, the idea is we get all this these bits together and we release the great warrior back into the sky, back into the sea of thieves to aid us in by and in, in beating the larger enemy here, which is of course, captain Flameheart. So, you start to get through these and you, you get your, your runes and you learn more about the, the great warrior and you learn more about the sirens and you learn more about how that relationship happened and how you you hear about the, uh, the, the curse, um, that turned them from the merfolk into the sirens. You learn about the King more and you learn about how this relationship kind of was close in the beginning. And then it festered and we got to where we are now. Now here's the part that I was not expecting. I was not expecting the ending of this adventure. Now, mind you, this is the first adventure of the next trilogy, right? Each adventure is in a trilogy set and that trilogy has a beginning, a middle, and then a finale. That is how they're designed. And the finale is the big one. I did not anticipate the ending of this one because it's not, you know, it's like a mystery. It's not clearly spelled out in the deeds. The deeds just say, get the stuff and return them to the ancients. Well, once you get all three of them, you return them to the ancients inside the shrine itself, and then you return to Plunder Valley and you speak to Bell and you find that there is a ritual that now has to be conducted. And this ritual was a lot of fun. It felt like a battle, which is what I expected. And Rare was smart in that they put a storm on Plunder Valley during the ritual so that you could not cheese killing the phantoms with fire. So 
anytime you've done a veil quest and you get the um, bell module, you can throw a firebomb at the ancients that will catch the ancients on fire. It won't do damage to them, but it'll catch them on fire. And then throughout the entire thing, the ancients will catch each other on fire. They'll catch you on fire and they'll catch the phantoms on fire. So you can burn through that particular fight very quickly. Rare big brain this. They know, they're watching, they see how players are beating the veil module. I would, again, tools not rules, but I would say that that is an unintended way of beating it that the players have just came up with and they haven't removed it, which is absolutely fine. I'm okay with it. But they were smart in this adventure. They wanted this to feel like an epic battle. So what they do? Put rain over Plunder Valley, which means you cannot use firebombs on the on the phantoms in the ancients because the fire will just go out. So you have wave after wave of phantom reapers, not normal phantom fighters, but these are phantom reapers um, fighting you and the ancients while one of the ancient uh, priests is summoning this spell at the top of Plunder Valley at the skull at the bits, the relics that you have combined to attempt to release the great warrior back into the sea of thieves. You finally, it culminates into the battle with the soul flame captain, just like in the veil and you kill him and the ritual is over. The battle was cool. The battle was epic. It is definitely a challenge solo without using firebombs because you have all those phantoms charging around and just uh, sword charging you and sending you into never, never land. Cause that sword charge is absolutely asinine. So it was an epic battle. It was a great battle. I loved doing it solo. I think it would have been a little trivial in a group unless they scale it up. I don't know. I did it once and that is it. But if they scaled it up to match the crew size, I think it would have felt epic in, in a larger crew as well. But as a solo person, you know, I won't say it was hard. I didn't die. Um, but definitely all those phantoms there fighting them without the fireball cheese, uh, was definitely, definitely more challenging than, you know, just fireball cheesing it and waiting for them to die. The most disappointing part of this adventure, however, was the actual ending. Once the fight was over, it was an epic battle between you and the Reaper, uh, phantoms and the soul flame captain, um, in this storm while this rituals going on behind you and the skulls flowing there, lightning going into it and all that stuff. Some real big epic moment I thought was going to happen and it's over. Nothing got released from the skull. Nothing shot up in the air. No big head appeared to talk to you. No body appeared at the altar to, to bow or thank you. It just ended. It ended just like it started in that trailer of what did I do? What do I have to do? What the hell was that? It did not have a good conclusion. It was lackluster like the trailer and like the, the hype lead up where it was just Lorena saying, go here. And then bell saying, go these three places and, and, and get this relic. Overall, it was lackluster. I enjoyed the lore drops immensely, and I really liked the final fight. But there wasn't a payoff at the end. There wasn't something epic that felt good, like Flameheart Jr. appearing and threatening you, or Flameheart himself somehow appearing and threatening you. 
or even if they didn't want to introduce flame hearts, um, at that time, they could have had the great warrior appear in front of you and bow and thank you. Or you see a beam of light shoot up into the sky. And then you see the twinkling, twinkling lights of the shape of the great warrior in the sky, something to bring closure to this particular adventure to show that you actually did something. Even in Seabound Soul, where you re- where Pandragon releases Flameheart's skull, if he just tapped the skull and the skull like exploded in fire and Flameheart took it, or uh, and, and Pandragon took a knee, and that's how it ended, it would be very disappointing. Instead of the epic closure of Flameheart's skull appearing in the sky and saying he has returned, and you know, and talk that that is a good closure. And I felt that Siren's Prize did not have a good closure. It didn't have a good hype up. It didn't have a good closure. The meat and potatoes of the adventure were quite good. The battle at the end and the lore drops of all the of, of all the runes that you read, that was really good. Some of the best stuff that I liked of all the adventures they've done so far. But the the opening and the ending was disappointing and very lackluster. I would have liked to see a little bit more hype in the beginning and at the end, a little bit more closure in the end. That's what I would have liked to see. And I think this is going to go down as one of their better adventures because it was cleanly developed. There weren't a whole lot of bugs. There weren't um, uh, many issues that I saw or that were that I read about. This was a relatively cleanly developed adventure, but it was also lacking in the the beginning and the end. It's like a burger, right? You got a burger and the bun doesn't uh, it's just like this little like scrap of crumbly crusty bread. It's like you've got this great inside middle, but the capsule that's holding it together was just lackluster. But like I said, I think this will go down as one of their best adventures, um, namely because it was a cleanly developed adventure. Um, and it had a lot of meat and potatoes in the middle that were really nice. It just didn't have the end caps. I guess we can't ever get anything that's perfect, but there you go. So overall, I enjoyed it, especially the lore drops. I thought that was really cool. And if you were able to tune into the stream or if you go to twitch.tv slash Davram and want to watch the VOD on Community Day, <clears throat> you will see how excited I was reading each and every one of those runes and just all the all the little breadcrumbs that were throughout uh, the tall tales that we've been doing on uh, Sales and Tales on Monday with Zorvia. All those little breadcrumbs that have been dropped throughout the time of this game are finally starting to connect the dots, at least on this front. And I think that is really cool and very rare when it comes to that. <clears throat> I'm not going to rant about sunken or sunken kingdom. I know you all want it. Okay. I know you want it. You want me to yell about sunken kingdom. I'm not going to do it. If you want me, if you want to hear me yelling about sunken kingdom, go back and watch the sunken kingdom review back when the Sunken Kingdom came out. If you want me to yell and bitch about that and flailing, go watch that. That That's where you'll get your Sunken Kingdom rant. You're not going to get it here because when I knew we were going back to the Sunken Kingdom, I, I told myself I'm not going to rant about it because I've already said everything I need to say about that godforsaken update. <clears throat> so let's move on and talk about the mystery. 
Now, I have been on record saying that I think the mystery was a missed opportunity. I understand that it was their first time doing this. I understand they were taking a risk by making the transmedia approach where you've got little drops in YouTube. You've got drops on Twitter, even in people's email with the maps recently. You had drops kind of everywhere and not just in game. And I know how a lot of players feel about that, um, especially when you tie the clues to like social media engagement, how many likes, retweets, and stuff like that. I understand players' reservations, but <clears throat> it's 2022, and the world revolves around social media, unfortunately, which means that you're just going to have to deal with it because Rare has to have a social media presence, and part of what is going to pay the social media team is how much engagement they get. So being able to have something that people are excited about and are dealing with in-game, which also engages them in social media, is a win-win for Rare on a business side. I understand on a player side where you may not like it, but on a business side, this is the world we live in. And I'm sure in five, 10 years from now, if sea of thieves is still going on or the next big rare game comes out and some new social media platform comes out, I'm sure they'll use that as well. It's just advertisement and that's just where we are. But the mystery has finally been solved, and I did finally go through it. Um, just for those of you out there who might not have been following the mystery, I know I lost interest in it a long time ago, but knew that the conclusion would come up and I would want to see what the conclusion is. Um, there is the lantern that you got from Sea Dog's Rest in the chest um, off, off the shore. There is also the spyglass that you get from Crooked Mast um, in the in the, the tunnel with the skeleton cage, and now you can finally close out the mystery um, with a uh, commendation. Now, I think there was a missed opportunity here with a title. the The commendation, which by the way does not show up in your Bilgerat commendations until after you complete it. If you don't complete it, it won't show up. So it's a hidden commendation that will show up once um, you take part and complete it. I think there was a missed opportunity here as far as uh, wards uh, for completing it. I think the commendation name of Fallen Sea Dog, I think would be a great commendation point um, to have, or a great title to have as a reward. Some people were calling for like a, a um, um, DeMarco music box memento or a picture of DeMarco for your ship as a memento. Um, I don't think that was necessary. I, I honestly don't. Um, obviously this mystery started before Captain C. Um, I think a simple title attached to the commendation and a cool title like Fallen Sea Dog would have been really nice. Um, but we didn't get um, any of the mementos. We didn't get the title, um, even though I know there were some speculation out there and some misinformation out on Reddit and things like that that says you do get a title. I assure you, you don't. I've completed it and I looked through my vanity chest. There is no title in the vanity chest of Fallen Sea Dog. The commendation is called... Um, uh, fallen sea dog. <clears throat> so for the mystery, I don't know how people solve this. I honestly don't. Um, I actually had the guide up when I was going through this uh, um, last week on sales um, and tales with Zorvia on twitch.tv slash Davram on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I went through the guide because there's no way I could have ever figured this shit out without some guide in pictures. I, I, I was struggling with the guide to find some of this shit. <clears throat> so there are 
Um, four different locations. I believe it's four. Um, there's one in the roar, one in the shores of plenty, one in the wilds, um, and then one in the ancient isles that you have to visit a, uh, a, a island. I believe it's, um, ashen reaches. I'm going to screw one of these up. So, um, I apologize. Actually, there's none in the ancient isles. There's ashen reaches, Kraken's fall, um, old faithful isle, and then smugglers bay. No, there's wonders refuge as well. Okay, so there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's you. You have to find a symbol <clears throat> that's on something. It's usually a rock um, at these places, and you have to play the ballad of the mirror um, to make the uh, image light up, and then it'll make a sound like a boom, and it'll disappear. Um, and you have to do that at all the islands before you unlock uh, the final piece of the adventure, which is, again, in the Singing Kingdom. I don't know if the lineup of Siren's um, prize and the mystery um, being solved at the exact same time was a plan that Rare had, um, but it's extra Sunken Kingdom for all those folks out there who, who like Sunken Kingdom. And there wasn't a whole lot of, I will say, lore or anything like that as you're getting these different symbols. But once you get to the final, um, once you've done all the symbols uh, with the ballad, you have to dive down into um, the Sunken Kingdom. I don't remember which um, one it is. It's the it's the one where you have to raise and lower the water a whole bunch. Um, and and for the record, if you haven't done this yet, um, I suggest that you loot and put everything in the mermaid before you do it, um, because. Once you go into the um, adventure part of it or the, the mystery part of it, you cannot get back into uh, the sunken kingdom piece without returning to your ship and diving back down. Um, so just be aware of that. And the ending to this, I did not expect. I know we've got a lot of, there was a lot of um, red herrings. There were a lot of things to try to get you. Again, it was a murder mystery. That's what happens in a murder mystery. Um, first, people thought it was Lissetti. Then they thought it was Amaranta. Um, and then there was a whole bunch of uh, evidence that pointed towards the Pirate Lord with a whole bunch of um, writings um, um, all over the Pirate Lord's uh, uh, office in the in the Athena hideout uh, that you could see with the lantern. And so it was really a mystery of who actually killed DeMarco and more so was DeMarco actually truly dead? Was he in the lantern or, or whatever the case may be? Um, and then where was Lissetti? Obviously early in the mystery, Lissetti was drinking some rum, um, next to her brother's, uh, corpse or what we believed was his corpse on, um, sea dogs rest. And then she vanished and we didn't know what happened to Lissetti. The ending to this mystery, I personally think was one of like, for me, this rates up there with the final cutscene of shores of gold. It doesn't surpass it. It doesn't equal it, but it rates up there pretty damn close. It was awesome. Um, and I did not expect this. So once you solve the puzzle, um, in the, um, in the, the sunken kingdom, you can go into this, um, offshoot, um, this little tunnel offshoot. And as you enter, it opens up into this room. Um, you, you do have to solve a drowning puzzle. And I, I will just warn you ahead of time. You will drown extremely fast, um, in this and that the, the, you cannot actually start solving the puzzle until the water is full. So once you start drowning, if you're not close to solving it, you're probably going to die. Uh, in fact, the first time that we did it, uh, on, on, on sales and tales, 
uh, we actually, the, there's two colors. There's like an orange and a pink and they, the, the color of the coral looks very similar. Um, Zorvia said it, I said it, they almost look interchangeable. Um, and so when we solved it, the water lowered, but we had died of drowning before it, it got down to us. So, uh, we had to go and do it again once we knew which, which one was, which, um, so once you solve the drowning puzzle and the interesting thing is all of a sudden the siren queen is the one talking to you when she starts to flood the room, uh, and you have to solve the puzzle to get out. Now, I believe that we had killed the Siren Queen in uh, Pirate's Life Tall Tale 2. But just like the Gold Hoarder and, you know, other characters inside Sea of Thieves, someone, especially a villain who dies, probably is not going to stay dead forever. Uh, They may resurface. You know, it is Sea of Thieves. Things do come back from the dead. So you solve the puzzle. And as you go into the final room, You see the Siren Queen floating out in the water, shit-talking you, talking about how the entire plan came together, where she killed DeMarco, where um, she imprisoned Lissetti, and actually there is a a red mermaid statue there glowing, um, which is Lissetti trapped in a mermaid statue, which will eventually kill them, Um, and talking about how uh, her plan came for fruition, and she almost, uh, she got everyone to believe it was the pirate lord who killed his own son and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes the skull sticked master the pirate lord ramsey himself appears and is pissed off and when i mean pissed off he is pissed off i haven't seen the pirate lord this angry ever in this game. And I loved it because it really showed the emotion of the pirate Lord. He was also, he was, he was very much expressing that, you know, how much his son and daughter meant to him. Um, these are, these are things that I didn't expect to hear that I didn't expect to see, especially things that we've read and learned about the relationship between the the Singh children and their father. I didn't expect it to get this. And it was a very heartfelt, but very angry pirate Lord talking about his children and his son who she had killed. And then Lissetti who was in prison and the siren queen taunts the pirate lord and 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 the pirate lord responds with you wanted the pirates of the sea of thieves to experience my wrath because of your lie so here allow me to show you my wrath and slams his stick down into a giant explosion that makes this massive underwater uh rock um landslide just slam down on the the siren queen and drag her to the bottom of the ocean Is that the end of the Siren Queen? Probably not. But the fact that we finally see the power of the Pirate Lord was really, really cool. Especially knowing that the fight that we're fighting right now in the adventures of Pirate Lord's army, us, versus Flameheart... Now that I see the power of the pirate Lord and he's just not an old man with, with that drinks a lot and can open the portal to the, to the, to, to the sea of the dam, but he's actually got some power in that old walking stick is pretty impressive to me. That was really cool. Um, and then also with that, the, the, 
the slamming of the stick, the uh, mermaid statue crumbles, revealing Lissetti. And Lissetti and the pirate lord have a nice moment together uh, with fa- as father and son before they disappear and um, leave the area. And then you can leave to your ship. But it's not said, and it's actually hinted at, that DeMarco may not be gone forever. And as we know with the Sea of Thieves, most likely he's not. Now, where is he? We don't know. Obviously, the traditional, when you die in the Sea of Thieves, you go to the Sea of the Damned. And then you can return via the ferryman. Unless you're someone like Merrick, who was bound to the Sea of the Damned by the Dark Brethren and wasn't able to leave. Or someone like... Davy Jones, who was bound by the ferryman to stay in the sea of the, the sea of the dam. And the ferryman has that power to bind them. But we've also now learned such as the dark brethren, um, with some of their power, like the gold order staff and stuff like that, that they have the ability to bind souls in the, the sea of the damned as well. So is DeMarco somewhere in the sea of the damned? Quite possibly is his soul bound to an object like we saw with Flameheart's skull or, or, um, what we saw in the most recent adventure with the great warrior is his, is his soul bound to something in the sea of thieves? Who knows? This might lead to future adventures or a future mystery or something like that. And again, it's, it's rare dropping these little breadcrumbs, right? We had an entire mystery that in my mind, again, was poorly executed because there wasn't a driving force in it. Every so often we got a little nugget of something to dive on and, and most people solved it really quickly. Um, and then it was kind of silent for a couple weeks or a month and then it would pick back up. And I don't know, there wasn't, that's why I lost interest in it. It wasn't a driving force that, that continually gave us little nuggets to work on solving. It was like, here's something it was solved within a day or two. And then, you know, we didn't hear anything for a while. Um, I think these are things that they need to look at in future mysteries as this is something that um, they're obviously going to continue to do based on the roadmap we saw we will definitely see more mysteries I think this will be a good learning experience for them and and a good first time go but I did not expect such a large cinematic amazingly powerful moment at the end of the the mystery I expected something simple like we solve the mystery we enter the place where the mystery is solved we see something on the ground we find out who killed him might have a um, a, a line or something and then it's over I did not expect the pirate lord to appear get get both pissed off and emotional as about his children and explode with power and then again Lissetti and him having a moment together and they talk about DeMarco and that DeMarco may not be gone forever. It was just a really good ending. Like the fact that I did the adventure just a few days prior and was very disappointed in the lead up and the ending, but liked the middle. This was the opposite. I kind of liked the lead up to the mystery. I was excited about it when we first got it. And then the middle was very lackluster to me. It was very boring to me. It was drug on for far too long. And then I loved the ending. The ending was exactly what I expect from Sea of Thieves. And I encourage, if you haven't done it yet, make sure you do. Because like I said, that ending cinematic with the Pirate Lord unleashing power with Lissetti and him, with the Siren Queen, all of that coming together was a really good Sea of Thieves moment that I would rate up there, not, again, equal or past, but close to the Sea of Thieves um, uh, Shores of Gold ending cinematic, which still gets me emotional to this day. 
So I think a lot of things for them to learn, um, both on the adventure side um, and the mystery side. Again, this was the first mystery. Um, we are now seven adventures in, soon to be eight adventures in. I hope the learnings on the adventures start to click a little quicker because we're almost eight adventures in. Um, but keeping that in mind, they are already probably developing um, right now. They probably already started working on adventure nine. They probably have adventure 10 cooking and 11 cooking. Um, so it's, it's, it would be much harder to, to get these learnings in and immediately turn around and show you that they've learned from their past mistakes um, real quick. Cause a lot of that stuff's already cooked. It's already mixed together in a bowl. It's already partially baked and it's hard for them to change um, that far down the line. So hopefully we'll see continual changes in the adventure. We'll have a good opening. Um, we'll have a good meaty middle and then we'll have a nice, um, end and then on those finales a really good end to close the trilogy and on the mystery something to keep a nice driving force going and excitement going and not allowing it to drag out for as long but still having a really good closure personally i think they've set the bar really high with this closure on on the first mystery i i'm excited to see what they do in future mysteries but this sets the bar really high on how mysteries are supposed to end and also in my mind sets the bar very very high on how we should see adventures ending as well because this was a glorious scene so i i'm i'm like i said my my expectations are now very high on many things that Rare's doing, um, and so there's a lot of opportunity for them to let me down, and there's also a huge opportunity for them to continue to innovate, but still learning from the past and giving us some really strong quality content in the future that isn't as boring and crappy as Captaincy. But guys, thank you very much for taking the time to watch. Again, you could catch me live on Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Davram. Um, and in what, four days, five days a week, uh, just hit that follow button. You can come check me out. If you would like to support the content, go over and check out patreon.com slash Davram TV. You can select from a variety of tiers starting at $1 and get your name read off in the, uh, the, the credits uh, and also on the show, as well as some other swag opportunities. Opportunities, um, that you can have depending on the tier. Um, please do leave me a comment, drop me an email, join the discord. All that information is in the show notes below. Um, and you can, you know, hit me up. Let me know what you thought about, uh, uh, sirens, uh, prize and also the ending to the mystery. Um, was it what you were expecting? Did they catch you off guard? What did you think of it? But guys, until next week, thank you very much for watching. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll talk to you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.